Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. We're following the Apostle Paul on his first missionary journey, and we've seen him on the island of Cyprus. Uh, We've seen him in the city of Antioch of Pisidia and the amazing sermon that he gave there. And now uh, we are going to take a look at his continued travels throughout the inland of Asia Minor on this first missionary journey. Let's pray as we begin our time together today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the Apostle Paul. We thank you for the book of Acts, which records for us the life of the Apostle. And we ask that as we consider all of these things today, that you would give us insight into your word, that your spirit would be at work in our hearts as we listen and as we study together. And we pray that we would be able to apply the things that we hear to to our own lives today and the way that we live. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're looking at Acts chapter 14 today, and we're going to uh, read through the first 18 verses as we begin. Uh, Now, up to this point, Paul has been in the city of Antioch and speaking in the synagogue there. And you'll remember uh, last time we talked about the result of that was that uh, many Jews believed, but there were also a good number of Jews that opposed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Paul and Barnabas took the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles. And as a result, that infuriated many of the Jews so that they uh, got together, banded together with others in the city and ended up driving Paul and Barnabas away from the city of Antioch, and they left and went to the next town, uh, the city of Iconium. That brings us to Acts chapter 14 and verse 1. Now at Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding countryside. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul, looking intently at him, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. 
But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he did not leave them without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your heart with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. A lot's happening in these uh, 18 verses, and so we're going to look at these two sections, first in the city of Iconium, and then as they move on to the city of Lystra. In the first seven verses, we're given the events that occur at the city of Iconium. Now, the pattern of Paul and Barnabas becomes evident here that we will see them use over and over again with new cities that they visit to establish churches. They go to the Jews first, and then they take the gospel message to the Gentiles. If there's a synagogue in the city, they will enter the synagogue first and attempt to persuade the Jews there about the good news of Jesus Christ as the Messiah of Israel. So that's what happens at the city of Iconium. They enter into the synagogue. They begin to uh, speak persuasively and argue that Jesus is the Messiah. And so we uh, can have great confidence that the message at Iconium was very similar to the one that was preached uh, in the city of Antioch, which we heard about from Acts chapter 13. The result is that many Jews and Greeks, we read here in the early portions of chapter 14, believe in Jesus. But there are some who do not believe. And uh, Luke says here, they stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. This time in the city of Iconium, the opposition comes from both Jews and Gentiles. So we're told that the apostles remained there for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord. And we're also told that signs and wonders were done by the hands of both Paul and Barnabas at this time. They performed miracles. Now, the result was that the city was divided. Some sided with the Jews and some sided with the apostles. And this is the term apostle here is used not in a technical sense of apostle who's been particularly gifted to do incredible things and speak prophetically from the Lord. This is the sense of apostle that means sent one or one who's been commissioned by a group or an assembly of people. So they're being called apostles in the sense of missionaries here. They've been sent out by the church uh, at Antioch in Syria and uh, have come to now the, the cities of Asia Minor to uh, share the good news about Jesus Christ with them. So the miracles that were being performed uh, by Paul and Barnabas were done to validate the message that they were proclaiming. Uh, miraculous things that are done in the book of Acts are always done to verify the accuracy, the truthfulness of the message proclaimed. 
Now, the division gets so bad that they attempt to, the, the people of the city of Iconium attempt to stone the two missionaries. But before this can happen, the two men learn of it, and they flee from the city of Iconium on to the city of Lystra and then to Derbe, uh, which are called the cities of Lyconia and the surrounding area. We don't know exactly how long they were at Iconium uh, before they had to flee, but these seven verses just give us something of a summary of their ministry and mission in the city of Iconium. Then we have in verses 8 through 18, some rather strange events that happen at the city of Lystra in Asia Minor. All of these cities, by the way, are within a, a region called Galatia. This is southern Galatia, and uh, even the city of Iconium or, or of Antioch, uh, which is sometimes referred to as Antioch of Pisidia, was not technically within the region of Pisidia at this time, but a, a branch of south, southern Galatia. And so all of these cities are sort of in the Galatian region. That will become important when we look at the book of Galatians that's written by Paul a little bit after his first missionary journey. So at Lystra, the missionaries encounter a man who's been crippled from birth, and he's not able to walk, and he never had been able uh, to walk. He was listening to Paul speak, and Paul saw, the text says, that he had faith to be made well. So Paul looks intently at the man, uh, very similar perhaps to how he had looked at uh, Elymas the sorcerer in uh, Acts chapter 13 on the island of Cyprus. We saw uh, there that Luke recorded his name uh, being used as Paul with the focus on his Gentile ministry. And so he looks intently here at the man who's been crippled from birth in the city of Lystra, and he tells the man to stand up on his feet. And we are told that this individual springs up or leaps up and begins walking. Now, this is actually the same term in the Greek that's used of the man at the temple at the gate called Beautiful that Peter had healed in Acts chapter 3 and verse 8. The man went uh, jumping and leaping and praising God. The same miracles are used here to show the Jews, I think, and, and Luke's argument here is that the message of Jesus that was true in Jerusalem at the temple is now the same message that's going out in Asia Minor. And this there's a very same miracle of someone who cannot use their legs, they're paralyzed, they cannot walk, and the same miracle is being performed in both places, verifying that it is the same gospel that's going out to both peoples. The response of the crowds to this miracle is that they lifted up their voices, and in their language they were saying, crying out, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. They were interpreting the events that they saw take place in their lives in light of their worldview. So Barnabas, they equate with Zeus. Zeus is sort of the head of the uh, pantheon in the Greek world. And Paul is called Hermes. 
since he was the chief speaker or main speaker. So Barnabas is probably a little bit more imposing than Paul is, and Paul is a little bit more of the vocal one in their presentation of the gospel and his arguing with the Hellenistic Jews. Uh, even the priest of Zeus, we're told, came down from his temple, which was near the entrance to the city, and he was wanting to uh, sacrifice with the crowds because of what had been done. Well, Paul and Barnabas take the opportunity here to share the gospel. This is uh, the one place where Barnabas's name is mentioned first, again, in connection with Paul and Barnabas. You know, typically after uh, chapter 13 and verse 9, Paul, Paul's name is going to be mentioned first in the grouping of the two, the pairing of the two, Paul and Barnabas. But here Barnabas's name is used first, and this is probably mentioned in this order since here in Lystra, the people were venerating Barnabas as the greater God, the higher deity. Uh, Paul and Barnabas tear their clothing, and they address the crowd in, in verses 15 and following, saying, we are human beings just like you. Don't bow down to us. Don't worship us. We are bringing you good news so that you can turn from the worship of these false things, uh, the Greek myths, to the worship of the one true God in verse 15. And uh, then we read some very interesting things in verses 16, 17, and 18. They say, in past generations, God allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. This is a very interesting phrase. This phrase signifies uh, that in the Old Testament times, the revelation of God was primarily to Israel and came through the fathers of Israel, the, the people of Israel, and the prophets of Israel. But, they say, God did not leave himself without witness to the rest of the world. How did God testify to his presence uh, in Old Testament times to the Gentile nations? Well, he showed his grace to all humanity through through the changing of the seasons that regularly would come and go through rainfall, through the giving of vegetation, and through fruit. So God has more of a, a common grace that he extends to all people throughout all human history. The sun rises and falls from our perspective, and God causes this to happen for both the righteous and the wicked. Now, the result of this in verse 18 is that uh, even in saying these things, they can barely prevent the crowd from offering sacrifices to them. So they have this opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus with the people in the city of Lystra. We will find out next time uh, what happens as a result of their testimony to Christ at this city. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.